Southern Maryland, it's time for Gears of Resistance, episode number 88 for July 24th, 2019. All right, in this week, we are got a lot of Adafruit and Arduino and Python and other cool news. Uh, some stuff we've been working on here. Um, so let's uh, dive in. Uh, Arduino has uh, launched their Arduino Create Maker Plan which is um, a $7 a month, a subscription that lets you take advantage of the Arduino IoT cloud. So this is really geared towards folks that, um, well, two, two, two types. There's, um, if you want to take advantage of the uh, IoT cloud backend that they provide, uh, and then also, if you're looking to use the web-based IDE to do your programming, which is um, really preferable, I think, for f two things. I mean, if you're on the on the on the go and you don't have your laptop with you, and you're putting you're saving your your sketches up in Arduino uh, Cloud, then you can work on it on the fly on from any browser. Um, I think. Um, what they've marketed it towards or what they're aiming it for is more for schools. Um, so one of the advantages of having any sort of software in the cloud is that it's always, you know, up to date and it's always, uh, you don't have to worry about making sure that you've got the entire tool chain installed. Basically you log in, uh, and everything's there to, uh, program an Arduino board. So, the advantage is obviously from either a school or a makerspace where uh, instead of having, uh, you know, some sort of admin, IT admin guy or gal running around keeping all the machines up to date, um, you just uh, offer, a, you know, a subscription. Um, and I think through they have a program for they've had this for schools for at least a year or two, I think. Um, but this is now kind of opening it up to the larger community. So we went ahead and signed up for seven bucks for the month just to see and play around with some of the extra features. So, um, like again, this has been around for a few years now. Um, you could have signed up and there's, there's a, then there will be continue to be a free plan. Um, but for the extra couple bucks a month, what you get is, and I'll just read it right off their website. Uh, as of right now, at least, you get um, 250 sketches allowed in your what they're calling your sketchbook. Basically, you know, you have 250 Arduino um, sketches up in the cloud. That they'll give you 200 megabytes to store all your sketches and any of your libraries. Um, unlimited compilation time to verify your code and upload it to your board. So. Um, if you're not aware, there's a there is a plugin for Windows, Mac, Linux that runs in your machine that you plug your board into your USB port. This little guy detects it and talks back up to Arduino through the browser and says, "Hey, um, here's the board and lets you upload or uh, download your code 
compile it in the cloud and then send the code down into your uh, Arduino microcontroller uh, over USB. So I think, I'm not sure exactly. I know it was when I was playing with it before um, they offered this plan there's like some amount of seconds you get maximum of out of front it was it seemed like 200 seconds or something um now it's unlimited if you do the seven dollars a month plan uh you get five things connected um which is what they call um uh the actual physical devices uh so in, the, in their iot parlance is you get um five things that can connect and then you get to manage, you can assign 20 properties to each of those things. And then um, you get uh, access to set up and remotely monitor those five um, cloud enabled Arduino boards, set up and remote access to three cloud-based Linux devices. So they've offered, um, I think Raspberry Pi supported, I know some of the Intel Nux, Nukes, whatever, are also supported. Um, and then access and set up and remote control to one cloud-enabled generic third-party board. That I haven't played with, and I'm not sure which ones. I'm a generic third-party. I'm thinking maybe like the Particle I.O. boards. I know they, um, it seems like a lot of, um, I don't know, maybe not. Um, custom library editing, so you can now... Uh, Create and edit your own libraries up in the in the in the web IDE. Web editor will also support third-party boards, SB8266, um, and access to the Arduino Create Chrome app, which I believe otherwise is like 99 cents a month to to have a uh, the um, their IDE in a Chrome app. Um, so again, they, and I think the you know again the Chrome board, Chrome books, and and uh, are kind of again geared towards the academic, or I would say makerspace, or any sort of of teaching environment where um, you know you're you may be one person deep, and instead of keeping 20, 30, 40 computers up to date or more. Um, having it all done through the cloud or through a Chrome app takes that burden off of someone, which is cool. Um, I think you obviously give up some power and if you're not connected to the internet, well then you're not doing much. Um, but you know, very, very, very infrequently anymore that you're going to, if you're going to be doing, um, any sort of embedded development, you're probably going to be, uh, somewhere where you have internet connectivity, I can't imagine you're going to be sitting in the mall or on an airplane trying to do embedded development because sticking a board electronics with a USB cable into your laptop while you're at 30,000 feet probably isn't the smartest thing to do. Um, so anyway, uh, we checked it out. We're comparing it to Adafruit's uh, Adafruit.io. Um, obviously, I think the Arduino um, being its newer, uh, not quite as feature rich yet. Um, and for those who haven't done um, the Adafruit Diado, if you've done, um, again, the particle IO boards, um, that's where I've noticed a lot of similarity um, in, in kind of just the, uh, at least the documentation and, and 
uh, how you access um, the, the cloud services. I think most of them now it's, you know, there's a RESTful API, there's uh, MQTT, um, there's webhooks. Um, so most of them give you a variety of ways to access the cloud backends. But again, um, and I think actually, and then uh, our Adafruit IO, they have their Adafruit IO Plus, I think it's called, which I think is like 10 bucks a month and uh, or like a hundred bucks a year. Um, that gives you, um, again, there's a free version that lets you basically have access and, and figure out how to use their, their cloud backend. And then for the 10 bucks a month you get, uh, basically I think Adafruit does it by more, uh, more data points per minute and longer amount of time to store that up in the cloud. I think it's like 60 days if you do what they call like the, the power up or IO plus. Let's see what else. Uh, Adafruit offers uh, examples for uh, Arduino, Python, CircuitPython, and Ruby to interact with their uh, backends. Obviously, Arduino is um, purely Arduino wiring. Uh, I think it's still called wiring. I don't know. Um, which is uh, it's just you know a C wrapper. So. Um, there's different options. I think the uh, I'm looking here real quick too. They offer the Adafruit IO also limits you the number of streams and the number of dashboards that you can have under the free plan, um, and uh, I think this goes unlimited if you do the ten dollars a month. So um, both of them, I, th I know the Arduino is built on Amazon Web Services. I'm not sure what Adafruit is built on. Um, if it's our Amazon or Microsoft Azure, um, but, um, certainly they are way more user-friendly, um, to, to get a device talking to the cloud than, uh, going from scratch. And, you know, I, I've tried the, um, I've tried both uh, Microsoft and Amazon, um, IOT solutions for various uh, projects and while not I mean it's not hard um, and certainly if you're an embedded developer going into the web there is a learning curve because you're you know it is um, a, a merging of two worlds um, but certainly there was a lot more frustrations doing the straight stick Azure or AWS than there was with this again it's, and it's just like what arduino does to see the c programming language it provides a wrapper so you know this this stuff is there it's very much more hand-holding um and what i don't know is will you know could you really build a a product uh and run on uh, Adafruit or, or Arduino, or is it more again restricted to um, maker kind of projects? Or could you do something that has maybe you're supporting 10,000, even if it's, I don't know if it's like 10,000, 20,000 endpoints? End um, I don't know if, you know, it might technically scale, but I don't know um, if the cost, how the cost would scale. In order to support such a thing so um certainly though if you're trying to get started and you just want to do some things around the house 
or you know local maker space if you want to set up some iot devices uh, this is a great way to get started and get your feet wet if nothing else to learn um, if you're an embedded developer uh, learning some of the cloud and the web kind of stuff and if you're a, a web and a cloud developer and you want to learn a little bit about hardware i think this is a, another great um, merging of two worlds and it does so in a really a uh, pretty straightforward and user-friendly way. It's, and, and both of them are really well-documented. Uh, I think Adafruit just has a, has a leg up because they've been doing it a little bit longer. Um, but certainly are, are, both are worth taking a look at. Um, all right, so going also with Arduino news this week. Um, a few weeks ago, um, they, well, about a beginning of the year earlier in the year they announced they were having a certification program where you, you uh, as an individual as a person as an engineer a maker or whatever uh, could get certified as being proficient in Arduino and a few weeks ago they uh, opened it up for, I believe it was just in the US or some parts of the of the world it was limited I know the US did it because I went ahead and did it um, and it's the Arduino Fundamentals, and they are also going to be working on a certification for education, educators, and then one for professionals. Um, and then just this week, they opened it up to basically the rest of the world, um, except for Brazil. I guess Brazil has some really funny rules on certifications. I don't know. Um, but now anybody for, I think it was like 30 bucks can uh, take a test it was i think 75 questions and you had um let me see here i think it was you had 90 minutes let's let's actually see what it actually says um so the exam is this is arduino certified products that's the other thing that confused there was they had a push earlier where they you could actually get your board certified as Arduino compatible. This is, um, again, certifying you as a, as a programmer, an engineer. So here it is, $30. And it's a, a web-based uh, exam. Uh, you can buy a starter kit. I think it's like 100 bucks that gives you um, an Arduino Uno, some electronic components, and some education material so that you can uh, learn if you know if you've never done anything, um, you can it'll walk you through and give you enough of the fundamental electronics and software knowledge to pass to take the test. Um, and here it is. So it's thirty six questions. You have seventy five minutes to take it, and I think you've got to get a seventy percent. I, I want to say I don't see it written here, but I, I'm pretty sure it was 70%. Um, it might have been 80%, but I'm pretty sure it was 70%. Um, well, here we go. Um, to pass. So let's zoom in. Do, 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 do. Oh, they have a, um, and on the website, they have like a certification guidebook that helps you, you show, uh, you can take like a sample test just to see it's pretty straightforward um there's eight they have eight main categories electricity just so basic electrical principles 
what's power, what's voltage, what's resistance, what's capacitance, how to calculate, you know, basically Ohm's law, um, and reading schematics and circuits is the second category. The Arduino IDE is the third category. Arduino boards, understanding different boards and the capabilities of different boards. Um, frequency and duty cycle, pulse width modulation. So basically learning how to do um, analog kind of outputs, electronic components. So how do things like LEDs, buttons, motors work? Uh, that's kind of the hard, those are the first six are hardware based, and then the last two, um, well, I guess the Arduino IDE um, software. So there's five really kind of hardware, then three software. Again, the Arduino IDE we mentioned earlier. Then the last two categories: programming, syntax, and semantics. Um, basically, you know how how do you what does the code look like, and then programming logic kind of like what does the code mean like you know they're going to give you a code snippet and either you like fill in parts of it to complete it to make it logic to get a certain desired output or you read the code and tell it kind of like what the output would be so you there's one that's just saying do you understand how to write code and then you actually understand what the code means and does so i didn't find it to be a extremely hard test but at the same time it was certainly a, i think a well thought out um, tests that it was it was enough of a challenge where I sweated a little bit but not too bad um, and like I said I, I passed on the first try relatively simply but then again I've got lots of years of experience and education it but I definitely took it it's worth it um, and uh, I'm curious there's not much information on what the uh, what the professionals um, exam will look like and, and what it will be different. Um, but as soon as that hits, I probably will take that one as well. Uh, if nothing else, it's a nice challenge. So check that out. Again, I think it's now pretty much worldwide for the Arduino fundamentals exam, except for you poor folks in Brazil. I don't know why, but it's not available to you. Uh, and I don't know if it will ever be. I don't know. I don't know what the reason is. Um, all right. So, and so anyway, we've been we've been eagerly we we purchased some of the new Arduino Nano boards uh, that are coming out. Hopefully, I think it's the end of this month, or it might be shipping now or beginning of August. So, we're going to look at the Arduino Nano 33 IoT board. So the one that has the Bluetooth. And the Wi-Fi connection on on board, um, and the uh, crypto chips, um, and then I think it has a six-axis IMU to do kind of like you know some. Uh, am I being you know shocked? Am I being dropped? Am I being just some sort of inertial uh, man measurement? Um, and then again, the crypto chip to store your certificates, shared keys, whatever to make your your communications uh, to the cloud secure. So we're going to try that one out. And then there's also, I think, the Bluetooth only, um, which is that one's called Arduino Nano 33 IoT and Arduino Nano. 33 BLE sense. So the BLE sense has a bunch of neat sensors on it. 
Um, which again, for prototyping purposes, it's great. You don't have to worry about hooking up breakout boards or whatever. So, uh, yeah, nine axis IMU temperature sensor, pressure sensor, humidity, light color, um, and in even a gestures sensors. Um, I'm not sure if that's just a library code that uses the IMU or if there's something different, uh, but there's all, and a microphone. Um, so we're going to check that one out and it's using Bluetooth BLE. It's got a Bluetooth 5.0 radio, um, which is nice too. So I'm going to try those two boards. I'm hoping to get them that this week. Um, if not, maybe is this some day now it's shipping mid mid August now. Um, so maybe it's still a few weeks away. And then we're also going to check out, uh, they're having a, right now, if you're, they're having a summer sale, I guess, I think it's summer. I'm assuming it's related to summer and trying to get people to, uh, take advantage of their summer vacation. But, um, they have the Arduino SIM, uh, GSM, um, so again, taking a, uh, Arduino, um, the, one of the uh, maker board of the MKR maker, I think it's maker. Um, but instead of having the Wi-Fi, swaps that out for a GSM fourteen hundred cellular kit, um, and a SIM card that gives you ten megabytes of data for free for the first ninety days, and then it's five megabytes per month for a buck fifty uh, U.S. dollars. Um, through Arduino uh, after that. So you can um, have a device that connects over the cellular network, which means you don't have to have necessarily be near a Wi-Fi network. So things that are more uh, maybe out in like a field, maybe somewhere more remote. Take all the other features, all the accessibility to the Arduino IoT cloud, and all you're doing is you're basically swapping out the radio. And I've got a buddy up here that just jumped up on the... Uh, table our Mr. Ham one of our new cats all right um, so we're gonna check that out uh, and I think that's I think they got hung up with the the new Arduino nano boards so I think that's available now but it hasn't shipped because that was one order um, all right so what else oh we also are uh, we're getting serious about trying um, Circuit Python. Um, Lady Ada was on another podcast that I listened to, Embedded FM, um, and she talked. Um, they had her on board, but she didn't quite talk about Arduino or Circuit Python. Um, and that podcast is, uh, I think, just dropped earlier this week. Um, so I've been listening to that, understanding the evolution of circuit, uh, micro Python, the circuit Python, why they split out. It's very good. Listen, if you haven't listened to it, um, check that out. Um, but there's a lot about circuit Python that I'm digging. We've been playing with, we picked up the, uh, the pie badge from, uh, Adafruit. So, um, let me see if I just, um, so I think, I think the idea, and I'm, 
So they've done a couple of these boards, like they call it um, ones like like a built to be like for an arcade, ones like a you know smart display, like your 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 Alexas and your your Google Home stuff. Um, <clears throat> but then they also had this one's called Pi Badge, which I think I remember hearing them talk about was like. Uh, the impetus was like to build like you know all the rage for all like you know Black Hat and DefCon and ShmooCon and all these other conventions is to have um, a badge that is hackable. Um, that's part of the challenge is to see what's you know what can you find about you know pe- the devi- designer puts a lot of hidden Easter eggs kind of stuff and then you um, as an attendee get the badge and then you can reverse engineer it way to learn reverse engineering a little bit about hardware a little bit about software um so i think the pi badge was meant to be like to give you like a like um a reference design for lack of a better term that you could take this and then use this to design um those types of badges um or it can be just completely i dreamt that up and that's has nothing to do with it um but anyway it's uh running a uh um ATSAM51 um, uh, chip. It's got a 512k of flash memory, 120, 192k of RAM. Uh, pretty respectable, um, which very again kind of useful in the Pi in the Circuit Python world to have that because um, kind of just like it's kind of like the problem with you know Arduino taking up the boot. You know they have a little bit of the bootloader. Um, takes up some of your your memory well python being that it's interpreted it's not compiled and then upload it uh you know some of your you're giving up some of your your that that ram to have some of the magic features that circuit python got so the things that i've been liking about it is um uh, i like how you just you, you drop it in um, on your computer and it looks like a uh, basically a, uh, a usb thumb drive you, do, you drop your code.py file in there, which is the equivalent of like your main.c. Um, and it takes the code and compiles it, interprets it, um, and it's it runs. So and, and the nice thing about that is also now because you were because the source code file stays on on board, now you can take that the actual hardware, go to a different machine, launch, plug it in, open up your text editor, and you can work on the code without having um, to take the whole um, development tool stack uh, tool chain with you. You can just basically, if you're comfortable enough to just write code in a text editor, make minor tweaks on the road, you can basically always have the source code with you, which I find very fascinating um, and really um, powerful. Um, and then also there's the curiosity of, that's the, you know, from a developer's perspective, I think it's great. Then I think about from having it from a um, security perspective, what are the risks of having the human readable source code um for products that are, uh, if you were ever to make this, um, quote unquote into real devices or real products, um, is there, what, if any security concerns come from having the source code right on the device? Um, 
But again, from a functionality, from like a maker, from a, a you know developer, it's it's pretty freaking cool. Um, so anyway, so the Pi badge itself, so it has talked about with the, the, the you know the chip. It also has a, a one point inch little uh, display on there. Um, it has I think like eight different buttons, some switches. It has um, the stemma, what they call them, the stemma connectors to put Grove sensor breakout board. You can connect in things. Um, I think it works with their uh, their feather. Adafruit's um, feather boards, so they call it, I think, feather wing. Um, so you can you can take your Pi badge and plug it into stuff that they've been building for their feather boards. Um, so very much um, takes advantage of their existing ecosystem, which is another nice, cool thing. Um, what are some other things that I liked about it? Um, oh, yeah, and... Um, being able to, um, you know, Circuit Python, you know, a lot of a lot of it's it's kind of it's you know more than like the bootloader of Arduino. It's kind of like it's kind of getting to like almost like an operating system, right? Where it's like it ta- it's going to handle the file storage for you. So it's very easy now to um, you know save and and open up files and and for like data logging applications. So it really makes that. A lot easier. Um, it, it kind of obfuscates away, um, which you know, depending on your perspective, you're giving up control for convenience. That's either a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but there are constantly other things. They're all just like Arduino. They're always working on new libraries. Um, you're again, you're not necessarily dealing with you know. And this is kind of it's funny how now. You know, in some ways, you could say Arduino is closer to dealing with the bare metal than these Circuit Python or Python or MicroPython boards, Circuit Python boards. Um, you've abstracted away, so you're not really necessarily dealing with dealing with the bare metal, um, but all these other conveniences that you get um, with this, you know, evolution of of embedded development. Um, Certainly, from an education perspective, it's great. Whether or not this will translate into changes in how we do professional development, I don't know. Um, I know I do like the um, one thing I like about interpreted languages, and Python does it well. Is the, was it REPL? REPL? Um, read, evaluate, process. Uh, read, evaluate, print, loop. So um, basically, if, if you've ever played with even Python just on your on your desktop, you know, you go in, you 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 launch Python, and then you can start for you know, you could type in like x equals five, y equals three, print x x plus y, and it you can basically test out code um, without actually you know writing the code. Like if I were did this back in the day with C, right? I'd write my little main dot C, my main dot H, compile, get my dot uh, and do my make file. Um, generate an executable and then run it here. You can test out ideas by just real quick um, with the, with the, I want to say REPL and I don't know if that's the exact way to pronounce it, but the read eval print loop, um, that functionality of, of being an interpret language, Python and being able to do that on an embedded board. That's uh, pretty cool. Cause like, again, I, I plugged it in. Um, we just, we ran the, um, uh, the, the, um, 
hello world kind of code for the Pi badge. Um, and, you know, we're using the Mu editor is what they recommend to use. So we're using kind of what they recommend just to test. And um, you plug it in, you open up the serial, you do, I think it's Control D. Um, and then I'm sitting there and as I type on my key on the keyboard on my computer, you know, again, you know, X equals five, it's showing up on the display, uh, both it's, you know, showing up in my, on my, uh, serial monitor, but it's also showing up on the board itself on the, showing out on the display. So, um, that, that level of having, you know, um, that kind of control and that kind of, what's the word I want to say, the experimentation it leaves you. You know, where you're kind of, it, it, may, it does, there's a, there's this freeing aspect mentally of I can experiment more um, versus when the compiled world, like Arduino, where you're writing it, you hit, you know, you save, you compile, you wait, um, and then you make it an error. Um, there is, but again, there's, there's trade off to having the convenience that what MicroPython gives you. There's, um, you're eating up more of your memory. Um, it's certainly not necessarily the most efficient. You're probably not going to use micro Python for anything that has, um, uh, I, I don't believe that it's deterministic. So you're not going to use anything where, where timing is critical. Um, but for a lot of applications, uh, that where that's not this, this could be a very welcomed, um, change in that, you know, in that decision of, do I want to be, you know, cost schedule performance? Do I want to be, do I want to keep my cost low and my schedule fast and give up some performance? Well, this might be an option um, to look at. Uh, again, I've been on and off for months, if not years now, saying I want to get into MicroPython, CircuitPython, just to play around and learn it. Finally doing that. And I think the Pi badge uh, for the hardware um, is a pretty nice for like 30 bucks, 35 bucks, 25 bucks, um, something like that. Um, it's a pretty good board to, and gives you enough, I think, um, enough performance, um, to do some decent, um, real world, uh, applications and, and try it out. So anyway, um, that's all the big new stuff <coughs> we do want to mention. So, um, this past week, my daughter and I, uh, we were on vacation, um, and we did a bunch of uh, escape rooms this past week. We've done a few. We did a lot more because free time and, um, <clears throat> and again, I really enjoy. Um, yeah, there's the the puzzles and and whatnot, but there was um, this is where sometimes being an engineer. Um, uh, kind of takes the mystery or the fun out of the world. So there was this one, we were, um, one, one, um, puzzle, um, required, um, water. And I, uh, it, it, and you didn't get to this part basically until almost the end of the, uh, <coughs> of the escape room. But when we first started and I looked in, and I, I looked down there, I could tell that there was these, I could tell that they were using a, um, you know, a water sensor, 
uh, in the bait in the bottom of this face uh, for flour. So I knew that eventually we were going to have to fill water in to this cup and this then this this uh, vase and then this vase would uh, and then it and we did later we did find out yes the water that we found in another room had to get poured into this vase and when um, whatever kind of microcontroller they had in there when it detected that it popped open. Um, uh, a hidden um, drawer that got the next clue. So I kind of knew going in where exactly that water was going to go when we, you know, so it kind of took a little bit of the fun away. But <clears throat> I also thought, and I, so I came back and I started looking at, obviously, like most of us probably do, like, oh, let me watch like some YouTube videos on how do people make these kind of stuff and, and what are they using. And there's a lot of, um, a lot of it's just, you know, it's, it's homebrewed, it's wired up, um, uh, straight from like the Arduino board right to a sensor with just using hookup wire. So, um, what I think we're going to try to do is actually do some, um, some projects where we're going to do like a, a, a write up and maybe even make some boards maybe, or at least offer the boards, uh, through like Osh Park, where we're going to actually do some. There's like four or five um, projects or four or five gadgets in escape rooms that I've seen that I'm guessing are RFID based or magnet, like a Hall Effect sensor or, or some sort of like photo dial that a laser hits it. So <clears throat> we're going to prov- provide for people that are into making. Uh, um, either escape rooms or making things, uh, just any sort of puzzle where you want to kind of like do some pre-built libraries, some pre-built design files, um, and then maybe package that up as a digital download for people that who, you know, again, you're making an escape room. You don't want to design, you know, for the most part, there's an input and there's an output. It's usually like, again, an, a set of RFID tags and you fire a linear actuator or there's, you know, a laser light hits the photodiode and you turn a motor. Um, so we're going to provide kind of like some generic uh, designs that people can take um, and, in, and incorporate that and also make it kind of maybe even like make a shield so that, you know, it's more, you know, a lot of these are it's people are just it's it's kind of a uh, jury rigged and um I'm thinking maybe there's an opportunity to kind of make some nicer boards, maybe some sort of standards for um, a lot of what these these escape rooms, um, the the embedded electronics that I'm, um, <clears throat> you know, dreaming what's behind it. It would be cool. I would love to look at behind the scenes of some of these after the end of the of after the end of playing it, but um, I doubt um, that would go over well. So anyway, uh, check that out. We're going to, I'm going to work you on, I'm working on the first one right now. Um, I think it's going to be an RFID based one. Um, so I'm going to, uh, I think we're going to show it, throw it up on, we've been, um, we've been trying a uh, gum road. Is it gum road? G U M. Yeah. G U M gum road, um, to sell digital files. So we're going to like, basically, I think either make like a PDF um, with all the source code, all the schematics, and then, um, um, somehow also offer like the, um, 
the source code in a file and uh, EagleCAD or, or KiCAD file. So uh, check that out. Hopefully to have the first one out here in the next week or two. Um, and then in, uh, get some feedback and then work on some of the other ones. So anyway, I think that's going to do it for tonight. Um, we'll be back in probably a week or two. Um <laughs> with the next episode i'm hoping there's some news that i want to share for some other projects that have been kind of quiet can't talk about and hopefully in the next week or two we can finally talk about them so with that thank you all very very much for listening and until next time stay quirky keep it steamy thanks for listening